Linda Fields here. Welcome to my show, where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. Now, here's why you want to listen. I'm a preacher's daughter who went from wearing hand-me-downs to giving people a hand up in life and in business. As a woman, a wife, a mom, and a glass ceiling smasher, business owner, dream resurrector, and coffee aficionado, I love working with men and women like you, from the boardroom to the classroom. I've met with adversity, met with success, and overcome a few obstacles along the way. I've learned the strangest secrets of how to succeed as one who is a spiritual professional, empowering anyone who wants to fulfill their calling in life. I'm here each week to share the strangest secrets to success with you. So let's get started. So I want to welcome everyone to our podcast this evening. We're honored to be interviewing Rick Eldridge, who's producer of several movies, uh, several series and more coming out. And he's agreed to just visit with us a few minutes to tell us about his life and his perspective in terms of how he brings his craft to bear and how the Lord uses that. And I've heard, uh, Rick, you express some very interesting perspectives on that. So we're excited to share it with our, our audience tonight. Well, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. The first time we met, which was uh, very brief, was about a year ago when I was at a conference. And part of the conference uh, was a very enjoyable experience where we went off to a movie theater and watched a movie that you right. had produced. What was that movie? I think that was Ultimate Gift. Yeah, I believe that was a year ago. Yeah. Yes. And then after the movie, I know that we had some great uh, Q&A time. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the questions I still remember to this day, Rick, that you were asked is um, about your viewpoint on being overtly Christian in the movie versus mm -hmm. just allowing room for the story to develop. And I loved how you expressed your viewpoint. And I was wondering if you would articulate that for us today. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think different people are obviously called the different areas of ministry and different ways to do their craft and what they do. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of great friends of mine who make Christian movies for the church and they're evangelical movies and outreaches. And, and uh, that's fantastic. Um, what I try to do is make movies for the world that have a Christian worldview undergirding what they are and uh, bringing the, uh, the, the, the values for sure of faith and, and life. But uh, to tell the stories in a very natural way so that uh, God is, is interjected in a very natural way as part of life. And, uh, and it opens up hopefully opportunities for conversation and for interaction and, uh, and reaches, I think, a broader audience. And that's, that's my goal and my objective. It's a, probably a, a, a di more difficult way to go because you're competing with everything else in the marketplace. But uh, that's just where God has seemed to put me and uh, uh, where we've been with our, our projects. Well, you're doing such a beautiful job of living out your vision as, as I've seen in, in your work. And I just want to applaud you for that. A lot of people struggle for quite some time trying to even determine their vision mm -hmm. and their direction. And it takes a while to get there. So how did it work for you? How did you formulate that approach? And how long did it take you to go in that direction? Well, it was for me, it was kind of a natural outpouring of my career. I mean, I... I uh, uh, started in, in the film business actually on the Universal Studios lot and uh, I really felt and that's a miraculous story in itself how I got there but 
I really felt like, okay, I'm here. God's planted me here to work with, uh, you know, mainstream secular product in the theatrical and the TV world. And, uh, and, and I said, I need to be salt and light and let my life be an example and look for opportunities to be able to be an influence, mm -hmm. but not, you know, carry a five pound Bible around with me at the same <laughs> time either. And so that's kind of how I, I went about my day and about my business. And I also wanted to do it with as much honor and integrity as, 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 as I could so that people would maybe even notice something different. Mm -hmm. you know, our business is full of a lot of, I call it smoke and mirrors, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and maybe a not so uh, up, uh, up, up above board in a lot of cases uh, in the way business is done. But I, I always wanted to try to, uh, you know, let my words be true and, uh, and to live up to the things that I promised people. And, and it's really the way I know how to live. It's the way I was, I was brought up to live. And uh, so that was a very natural outpouring. And God just really blessed that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had some great years doing some phenomenal projects and, uh, and some great opportunity to really be an influence and to share my faith with people uh, because they respected me for who I was and for the life that I lived mm -hmm. you know, within that environment. And so uh, when I sold my company, uh, you know, God began to instill in me the idea of making my own projects and using the influence and the people I'd met to maybe try to make a difference through media. So, now, what uh, company did you sell? Take well, us back a, a little bit. It was a company called Ray Creative, which was based out of the studios at Universal. We were contracted to, to the studio to mm -hmm. provide production services through a company called Century uh, C3. C3 is what it, was, what it was called, Century 3. Right. And so uh, that basically, uh, you know, when we sold the company, uh, led me on a journey to, to where I am today to begin to make my own product. And... Uh, and do that with really kind of the same vision as to, to influence uh, the media through the tiny kind of stories that I told. Do you have stories that have come back in? I'm sure you do because your movies are all very moving and they do have a clear purpose and, an, and a clear hopeful view. But do you have a story or two you could share with us from people who have watched your movies and the words gotten I, back to you? It's been fantastic to, uh, to do movies like Bobby Jones' Stroke of Genius or The Ultimate Gift and... Uh, and just see stories from literally around the world. And, uh, you know, Bobby Jones uh, was obviously a mainstream movie about a mainstream character and about his struggles with his interpersonal demons in his life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was really blessed. I got a, I think it was South Dakota, but I got this, you know, letter and a series of tapes from a, a pastor who said, uh, I took your movie and created an entire movie. Uh, teaching series around it. Wow. And, uh, and I'm thinking, wow, that's fantastic. You know, I'd, I would have never thought of doing that. But um, he emphasized about, I think it was 47 values and virtues of life that were illustrated through Bobby Jones and his life in the movie. Amazing. Which was fantastic. It was, it was great. How'd that make you uh, feel? Oh, I, I, you love that, you know, because you know that now not only has he caught the vision, but now whatever his influence is as a pastor, to, to a, a congregation and beyond. Uh, just just phenomenal to see those stories go on and expand. Probably one of my favorite ones, another series I did was called Hermie and Friends with uh, Tim Conway and Don Knotts. They yes. played you know, these, these little worm characters that uh, you know, were in the garden and, and it was funny, it was comical, but they tell stories about faith and stories about life and, uh, and to children. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget getting a little card from a mom who, uh, and the card started off and it said, your movie taught my son how to pray. 
Wow. And she went on to tell the story of how she was just driving. And what would happen in the movie is Tim Tim Conway's character would, Hermie, is a, it would just crawl up on a leaf and he's a little caterpillar. And, yes. And I, and I wanted to create the, the idea where God was a, an approachable character. He was a, a person that you could talk to, that you could interact with. I use the word character in animation. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so Hermie would crawl up on a leaf and say, God, I really blew it this time. And God would say, I know, Hermie, I saw you. Because <laughs> she was always seeing everything. So they would have this really cool dialogue. And so uh, she noticed her son just looking out the window, looking up and kind of just talking. And it was like, son, what are you doing? And he said, I'm talking to God, just like Hermie does. How powerful. And uh, how powerful was that? It was just really fantastic to hear that story. And uh, that God uh, was, was hearing his prayers through the influence of Hermie. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Let me change gears a little bit. What's a fear that you've had to overcome uh, in pursuing such great vision and exciting projects? And what did you learn from the process that you might share with an emerging leader or a seasoned leader? Well, I think anytime you step out, you know, an entrepreneur is a risk taker. You know, that's what they are at first. Yes. And uh, but uh, I don't like to look at it as a risk taker. I like to look at it as if you're really seeking God's direction and God's, you know, word for your life, uh, then you're a faith builder, not a risk taker. Faith builder. Because you're stepping out in faith. All right. And so uh, in making a movie, I've heard a friend of mine, Ken Wales, who uh, worked on Star Wars and worked for Disney for many, many years and did the song, uh, the movie Amazing Grace. Yes. Years ago, I, I've heard him say this and I kind of stole it from him. Okay. That every movie that gets made is a miracle. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a miracle because it takes so many elements to come together. Yes. You know, it costs millions of dollars, you know, and you've got to find the money for that, mm-hmm. finding the right talent to do it, trying the right, the right story to tell, uh, all those elements coming together, and you make a great movie, and then how are we going to get it distributed? Mm-hmm. Finding a distributor that will put the money up to promote and market and get the movie out in the marketplace, and then hope, just hope that somebody might buy it so you can make your money back. Right, and, uh, right. So it just goes on and on and on. And you look at all the variables that are involved in making a movie, and it truly is a miracle. And, uh, and I guess you asked about fear. Uh, for me, it was, I think, initially stepping into the unknown and, and, and realizing that, boy, I'm, you know, I'm in over my head and I don't know if I can get out. Uh, but again, it's that, you know, as long as you know that you're walking where God wants you to walk, uh, his 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 path is clear and you can see it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's always there and he promises that he'll meet our needs, not our wants, not our own goals and ambitions, but as, but it's his. And so, uh, you know, to try to keep an attitude is, you know, if, if I can make him increase and me decrease and I'm a servant leader really looking to follow him, uh, I really don't have to walk in fear, but I can walk in the, in the faith of knowing that he's going to guide my steps. He's going to direct my path. And he's going to give me all the provision I need to get there. Well, that's an awesome perspective. And I wish our audience could see your face right now because it comes across in your words as well. But I can tell you really mean, mean that. Yeah, amen. Rick, and that's a personal I've testimony. <laughs> so in developing that kind of faith and that kind of a testimony, what behaviors and actions do you credit most for your success? I think the biggest thing for me is, is uh, from a, a personal perspective of faith is, number one, having a wife who gets it, who understands my call Mm -hmm. and is absolutely supportive. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, to a fault, I mean, if I'm, if she knows that I'm doing the things that I need to be doing uh, in my work, uh, in what God's called me to do, she's absolutely behind me 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- never would argue about, you know, you're going to be gone how long? Or right. you, you, it's, it's uh, very supportive and undergirding in prayer. And, and, uh, and that's been phenomenal. So as and a couple, do you then spend time talking about those things sure and praying do. into those things? Uh, one of the things I've learned from my wife is that when it comes to discernment, she's smarter than me. <laughs> and uh, there have been a lot of times where she would say, Rick, don't do this or, mm-hmm. or don't work with that guy or don't go that direction or this is not your right project. Yeah. And if I try to, you know, bowl my way through it and do it, there's, there's always a reason that it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> she has much more discernment than I do. And, and uh, so it's important, I think, to have that... Uh, as a big part of my life and and also a, a circle of, of friends that are really uh, an influence to me and an encouragement to me and uh, we have an accountability group and we're accountable one to each other and uh, and I've had that for over 25 years. Amazing. Same now guys, the same people? Same guys. Amazing. Not in the same field so it's not like they understand my business but they understand the heart of God and, uh, and, and we speak to each other in that, you know, one's a doctor, you know, one's a, a business executive and, and, you know, a totally unrelated industry. I'm in the film industry and uh, one's a pharmacist. And, you know, but, but yet in our own work, we, we, uh, we've just seen work, God work in so many ways you know, in each of our lives as we can speak into their business and, and do, uh, you know, as we've been very transparent with each other. Amazing how that works, isn't yeah, absolutely it? Absolutely it is. What would be the advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the times that I have been unsuccessful were the times that I tried to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, as, a, as a young, you know, invincible, you know, visionary, you just, you know, you can tear down any wall and blow through any, anything that there is. But usually when I found myself going that direction... Uh, I ran up against a brick wall and I wound up on my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the times that just were not successful. It just didn't work. Mm-hmm. But the times where it very naturally, uh, God opened the door and I was able to, to, to go through and, and confidence and in strength, uh, it, it's always been a success. And, uh, and I would say, be sure you're not bullying your way through something, but that God is directing your path because he'll open the doors. So would that be your defining mark that God's opening the doors to help you know the difference if you're 20 years old and not seasoned in discernment? I, I think so, because I just think of the failures that I've had in my life. And those were always the times. And, and they were usually when I was younger and trying to learn and thinking I could do anything mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and just uh, had to learn the hard way. <laughs> right. Now, this is an off-the-wall question, so you don't have to answer it, but it's on my list. I'm going to try it on you. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how weird are you? <laughs> Do you have some quirky habits or things yeah, that you I, would let us in on? I'm probably a 7 or an 8. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah, I probably am a little weird. You know, I, I, uh, the, the way I approach things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very almost OCD. I mean, I like everything to be in place. And, sure. And, and so, uh, yeah, I'll do some weird things with that. You know, I'll walk by and see something wrong and I'll just go like that. Straighten it up. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just kind of weird like that. Love it. What are some of the common lies, myths, or misconceptions people have about people in the movie industry? 
Well, it's easy to see. I mean, our industry is, a, is as I said, a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors, but also a lot of, you know, um, image building. And so you have a tendency to put people on pedestals and people have a tendency to be, get used to being on a pedestal and then alienate everybody else around them. You know, stars that won't, you know, they leave me alone, I'm doing my thing. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of, uh, of that that gets built into our industry. And I think the, uh, it, the misconception that a lot of people have is that uh, you know, these are real people that have real hurts, that mm -hmm. have real pains, mm -hmm. that have real joys. And, uh, you know, to, to reach out to them on a common bond level uh, is is a, a very rare thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a, a major star and you want to go up and get their autograph or you want to get your picture picture taken beside of them, but do you really care about who they are and, and what they're mm -hmm. about right. and the things that they might be dealing with behind the scenes? You know, not that you may have a chance to, de to deal with that, but maybe you would if you had the sensitivity to say, you know, this is a real person just like me that has the same hurts that I have and the same fears that I have what you find also is a lot of people in creative uh, fields all in general are very, uh, you know, extra introverted when, when you, uh, uh, and, and sometimes uh, even, uh, you know, in, insecure about themselves. You know, you find that, you know, and it's all because, you know, do I really look good? If, uh, is everything in place? And, yeah. you know, did I say that right? Uh, right. Because they're always judged by how they look, mm -hmm. you know, by the, the performance they made. Mm hmm and, uh, and so there's an insecurity there. And, so these are uh, real people yeah, with real insecurities. But to accept them for who they are and what they are uh, can be a really special thing. And I would say that's, that's the way I think people should probably look, and, and especially if you want to uh, be able to speak into the lives of these people, is right. to see them as that, not see them as a persona that some Hollywood has made them into. That's excellent advice. Well, you've accomplished some pretty great things, and I think you have some new series come out. Would you coming out soon? Would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we just finished the trilogy, which was Ultimate Gift, Ultimate Life, and then Legacy, which will uh, be released on January the third in stores everywhere. Yay! Go pick it up. And uh, so we're working on. Uh, I worked with Hallmark as a partner for broadcast on those, and uh, we've now looked at a series called The Journey which basically takes some of the elements of this first series, mostly uh, the uh, like a Stevens Foundation mm -hmm. and then a, a law firm that kind of interact together okay. to tell stories of, uh, of high net, net worth individuals and their families trying to preserve their legacy, which is a very real issue in America today. Yes, yes. And uh, inside of that, you'll see all kinds of drama. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, there's, there's no shortage of material <laughs> that we can tell. <laughs> But it's, a, it's going to be a series of movies called The Journey. The first one will be Redemption. And uh, so they'll be subtitled by, you know, the, the subject matter we're dealing with or the particular family. So that's uh, a series that we're beginning to work on right now. Mankind is hungry for that message. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that. You know, if you were talking to someone, Rick, who had a big dream they wanted to go after, you've already given some such great wisdom about timing and wise counsel. But let me ask you this. What do you think holds most people back from pursuing their grand vision? I think sometimes it is fear. We talked a little bit about fear. It's like, am I going to succeed? Mm -hmm. uh, how do I do this? You know, uh, and, and the fear of failure more than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, 
I, I think you, you certainly need to, especially as, as a believer, you know, undergird everything you do in prayer to have a multitude of counsel around you mm-hmm. and, uh, and then to, uh, to look for that clear path like we talked about and mm-hmm. then be able to step into it because in any business, whether you're opening a restaurant or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, there's, there's an element of risk, obviously, because you're, you're putting time, talents, and, and, and resources into something that you hope mm-hmm. is going to become something. Yes. And yes. Uh, so to do that with uh, as much counsel and as much uh, prayer and direction as you can, and then to, with that, walk in confidence to know that I can do this. And if not me, Christ through me can do this. So if someone's on our podcast this evening and they're right on the fence, uh, taking in all that you've said about wise counsel and prayer, uh, what would you say to them? What's a sentence or two you would say to them to encourage them to make that first move? Well, I, I have a life verse that I think really speaks to our industry because it speaks to the, you know, the idea of, uh, of resource, of power, of position, uh, and, uh, and it's First uh, Chronicles 29, 11, and 12. And it says this, Everything in the heavens and earth are yours, O Lord. This is your kingdom. We adore you as being in control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone. For you are the ruler of all mankind. And your hand controls power and might. And it's at your discretion men are made great and given strength. I'd say that. Use a... Use that or a, a, a position of, of, of power in the word that, that becomes your verse that you can stand on and know that God goes before you. That's very powerful. Thank you so much for that wisdom and for sharing your story, for the encouragement you are to so many people through your work and through your spoken testimony like uh, we're sharing right now. Thank you. What do people never ask you that you wish they would? Well, you know, we get so involved with my work and all that they uh, many times don't talk enough about my family. And I have six children. Six children. Tell me about them. They're a lot of fun. Uh, okay. my, my oldest is 35 now, believe it or not. My youngest is 21. Okay. Two girls in the ends and four boys in the middle. Okay. And, uh, you know, all of them grew up on a film lot, so they're all very creative. Uh, yes. Uh, we're all musicians. So in my house, there's a guitar in every room and there's two pianos and a couple electric you know, pianos and drums, and, and so everybody plays something. And, uh, and we've just had a lot of fun in our life just experiencing creativity. Now, not all of them are in the business anymore. I have one that's a doctor. I have one that's a, a business consultant, uh, international business consultant. Uh, I have, uh, you know, one that's in the gaming industry now in New York. And, uh, and then my oldest daughter is a writer-producer. And, and also producing my grandbabies right now. Uh, my third is on the way from, from her family. Congratulations. And, uh, which is fantastic. And, and I have uh, uh, my youngest son, Rodney, who's uh, uh, working in the film industry as well as pursuing a music career, which was my first career. So uh, we, we love that. And my youngest uh, 21-year-old, who's an incredible writer and a uh, very creative person. And uh, as she begins to express herself, uh, who knows where that'll go. Oh, it but, sounds uh, like you have a wonderful heritage in your children, and I know they're learning so much from you. You know, you said something at the beginning that intrigued me, uh, that you said was a story in and of itself about how you ended up uh, in this line of work in the first place. Is that mm-hmm. something you could tell us about? Well, I was in the music business first as an artist in the 70s and 80s, 
I was a Christian artist. I released four albums, and uh, that was kind of my thing. And um, you know, what was, was the name of them, or what are some of the songs? It was Rick Eldridge and uh, Rebirth was the band that I toured okay. with, and Rebirth. Uh, we we sang with uh, artists like Andre Crouch and the Disciples, and the, you awesome. know, all of the bands of that era. Yes. We did all the Jesus festivals in right. the '70s and '80s, and all of that stuff. But um, I was actually doing a, a, a thing at a studio in Orlando, BJ Studios, and I was actually you know, conducting the Florida Symphony. Mm -hmm. And the, the fellow that was at the console was, uh, uh, was actually doing the audio for a movie at the time. He just happened to be doing my session at the studio. Right. So after we finished, I guess he was impressed with the music, and he said, yes. Rick, have you ever thought about scoring a movie? And I said, well, I'd love to do that. Never, never had the opportunity. So we did a movie called Kingdom of the Dinosaurs, which uh, you know wound up winning a bunch of, of awards. It was a PBS special that uh, Harcourt Brace Jovanovich, big publisher in uh, educational books and such. Yes. And uh, so the movie did very well. The score won an award. Yes. And so uh, you know that was really the thing that opened the door for me very naturally. The next call I got was from Disney saying, "Hey, we're going to be building a studio in Orlando. Uh, would you be interested in coming and working on the lot?" And, uh, and I said, sure, I'd love to do that. And uh, I wound up actually working on the Universal and the studio, studio lot and the Disney studio lot and started really in, in music composition. Mm -hmm. Then to sound design, to, to mixing the audio for the, for the film. And then I started doing some story editing for Nickelodeon was there on the lot too. And okay. working with one of the writers and some, uh, some stories. And, uh, and then I, I realized it hit me one day. I said, you know, I've been... I've been writing all my life. I write stories that are called songs. They're three, four-minute songs. And uh, so I moved from my three, four-minute stories to now my two-hour stories, which are called movies. So uh, I'm really still doing the same thing. But that, a great uh, that was my transition from, uh, from music to, to film. That is a great way to look mm -hmm. at it. You know, I think there's often a seed of vision in a person that it will be expressed in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And what you've just described is, is a perfect example of that. And when we're faithful with the little that we have and the places we have to express it, right. there's no limit to what God can do with it. I agree with that. Amen. Was there anything else you would like to say to an aspiring leader or a person wanting to pursue their vision before we wrap up? I would just say stay, stay true to, to what God has called you to do. You know, it's uh, easy to feel defeated. It's easy to to feel like you, you're, you're not getting anywhere. And, uh, and it's, and it's kind of like the swimmer that swam the English Channel and quit 10 feet from the shore oh. because they were just fatigued and couldn't go anymore. Right. Make that extra step. Uh, and, and God promises that he will always give you the resources to take that extra step. You just got to go there. It's a very encouraging word. Well, thank you so much, Rick Eldridge. We look forward to seeing your next series. And we want to just bless you and thank you for all that you do and for sharing your wisdom and just opening up your life for us so that others can learn from you and be encouraged by you. Uh, your verse, tell me the reference on that verse once again. First Chronicles 29, 11 and 12. That will be the homework for all of our podcast audience to there go. Uh, go there and ask God what's in that for them. That is packed with wisdom. Mm -hmm. That may need to be the essence of a movie in your next series. Could be. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. We know that you are busy and that your time is important. 
To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org ppyl.